0: Good evening. Praise the Lord. It's that time again. Are you excited? I guess not. I'm excited. Are you excited? (laughs) Amen. Hey, this will get you excited. Don't forget, following the service, we're going back in the fellowship hall for a time of fellowship and food. figure that gets me excited when we start talking about food. I heard somebody say one time, if we're meeting, we're eating. Sounds good to me. Uh... Don't don't leave after church. Stay even if you didn't bring any food, even if you don't have any questions. Hang out with us, fellowship. Uh, get to meet uh, James and his family over here, and uh, uh, kind of. You may not have any questions. You may just want to visit with them a little bit, and I'm sure they'll share some of their uh, some of the things that they've got, uh, ideals and stuff. And so we'll have a good time. And also, I wanted to mention they said to tell everybody to bring finger foods. You know, you eat crab legs with fingers. You eat lobster with your finger. I'm just saying you can eat steak with your fingers too. So it, it may be too late. I don't know if anybody brought any of that, but everybody thinks the little chips and stuff. And I'm thinking that you know you could eat anything with your fingers. So, cheeseburger, yeah, you eat cheeseburgers with your fingers. Chicken legs, turkey legs. At the, I'm getting hungry. Y'all ready to worship the Lord tonight? Amen. Stand with us. We're going to open in prayer, and we're going to worship the Lord tonight. Amen. I believe he wants us to have a good time of fellowship, but he also wants us to cry out and worship him. Jesus said, if, if we don't, the rocks will. And I don't want a rock taking my place tonight. Amen. Let's praise him. Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful day that we've had. Lord, we thank you for this time that we had this morning. Lord, your spirit was here. You moved and you touched lives this morning, God. And we, Lord, we come expecting a great move tonight for you to come and to touch lives again. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing right now. Lord, we praise you for what you're doing because you're worthy of our praise. Lord, you're worthy of it all. And we love you tonight. We invite you to come again and move and stir among us. Lord, come send healing, send deliverance. God, send a mighty, mighty move of the Lord tonight. We praise you, Lord, and we love you in the name of Jesus.
1: God We're just going to wait on you for a minute.
0: Bible says at the mention of that name, demons tremble. Did you understand that? At the mention of the name Jesus, demons tremble. Have you ever felt trapped? Have you ever felt like there was nothing you could do, and you cry out that name, Jesus? It shakes the heavens, it shakes the earth, and the demons have to run, the demons tremble, the demons flee, and Satan takes notice. Jesus says greater things than I have done will you do in that name of Jesus he says ask for anything in the name of Jesus and it'll happen amen that's a powerful name it's the name above all names that name was given authority and power in heaven and on earth because of what Jesus did because of the sacrifice because of his blood that was shed and he said I give it to you that power The authority, I give it to you, to use. He says, when you have a need, cry out my name. He says, when you have a problem, cry out my name. When nothing else seems to work, cry out the name of Jesus, because it's powerful. There's power in that name. There's authority when we speak that name that the heavens listen. I believe that God tells the angels to shush and says, my children are crying out to me. I believe when we worship that name, I believe all of heaven sits and listens because we're honoring Jesus and the power that's in that name. I believe tonight that you have a need. You cry out in the name of Jesus, that need will be met. Not because I said it. Not because we sang that song, but because Jesus said it. All we have to do is go before him and say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we've been given the authority to heal. We've been given the authority to ask for whatever our needs are. And tonight, I know there's several here that have needs. If you have a need, maybe why don't you just step out in the aisle tonight. You need prayer tonight. You need a miracle. You need a work from God. Why not just step out in the aisle? We want to pray for you in the name of Jesus. And I believe that those needs will be met. I believe God's going to move. Hallelujah. If you have a need, just step out. Take that step of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one over here. Why don't we just reach out and pray? If anybody else, just step out now. This morning there were several hands raised. I believe sometimes the Lord wants to move, and sometimes we just got to take a step. Hallelujah. Maybe maybe you don't want to step out now, but you got a need, and you lift your hand, just signify that need as we go before that powerful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray tonight. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, your word says anything we ask in that name that you will do. Lord, you will come and you will touch and you will move. And, Lord, we know the Holy Spirit is here tonight. We ask in the name of Jesus for the answer to prayer. We ask in the name of Jesus for miracles tonight. We ask in the name of Jesus that, God, you would move heaven and earth and shake everything to meet our needs. And, God, we know that you will because you promised it. You said you would. Lord, we thank you, and we praise you right now for miracles. We praise you for a move. We praise you for answers to prayers, God, because you're faithful. God, you've never failed us. You've never forsaken. You've never abandoned us. And, God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would move right now, God. You would touch lives. Lord, you would send healing right now in the name of Jesus. God, send deliverance in the name of Jesus. God, send restoration in the name of Jesus we claim that promise in the name of Jesus that you'll do it, Lord. And we thank you right now. We thank you for answering prayers. We thank you for that wonderful name that we have of Jesus. Lord, we love you tonight. We praise you, God. Hallelujah. 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 I think sometimes we forget the power that's in that name. I think sometimes I, I hear that name used in vain. I hear it used as a, as a as a bad word. Man, that's not a bad word. There's power in that name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May be seated tonight. Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? Man, we come every single service expecting him to move, and I, I believe he's sitting here waiting for us, waiting to move. Hallelujah hallelujah. If our ushers will come, we'll take up our tithes and offering at this time. They're still praying back there. We'll let them continue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's let's pray over our offering tonight. Father, We just pray, Lord, that you would continue to bless, Lord, the way that you have always blessed us, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to give back to you, God. I pray that you'd receive this offering, multiply it, and use it to further your gospel around the world, God. We pray a blessing on those that that can give, a blessing for those that can't give, God. And just, God, we thank you for all that you do for us, and we love you, and we give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen.
2: many is glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. You're going to depart me. I am terrible with names. So if I call you Sarah or Jill or whoever, it's probably not your name. And uh, so it took us a long time to get to know names. And so please forgive us. You can call us whatever you want to call us. Call us for dinner. Call us Brother Johnson. Call us whatever. But isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight though? Amen. We want to say thank you to Uh, your board and pastoral search committee for making us feel so welcomed and uh, for all that they have done for us. And I also want to commend you on your beautiful uh, facilities. They are just wonderful. So give yourself a hand for taking care of the Lord's house. What an awesome time. Um, If you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to go with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. Isaiah, chapter 43. I believe it'll be on the screen if you don't have a Bible. Isaiah 43. Of course, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version, so if you have a different version, it might read just a little differently than what you've got. Isaiah 43, we're going to start reading in verse number 14. And it says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, For your sake I send to Babylon and bring them all down as fugitives, even at the Chaldeans uh, in the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, Who makes a way in the sea and a path in mighty waters. Who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, uh, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Go back to verse 18. It says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for the anointing of God that we have felt inside this place. And Father, I pray that you would take this servant, that you would anoint every word spoken, that you would loose this tongue and set it free. God, that you would give us a heart to receive, Lord, ears to hear your word. We thank you for everything that you've done and everything that you're going to do. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. I want to preach to you tonight on the topic of um, that verse, that last verse that we read. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Isaiah is kind of like Jeremiah. He is a prophet to the people. When Isaiah wrote this particular passage, Israel was in captivity or exile. They were in Babylon and they were waiting to go home. And God had told the prophet, I'm going to bring them out. They're going to get to come home. They are scattered right now, but I'm going to bring my people out. But the problem with Israel is that they they always dwelled on the past. And they could never see and never perceive what God was going to do in the future. Have you ever met anybody that all they talk about are past events? Past things. Because our minds, you know, there are past events of my life that, that are like burned and seared into my memory. I can draw them up instantly. And, and and what we what we do as as humans is humanistic to automatically dwell and think on the past they say hindsight is 2020 so we look at things we examine things i've made mistakes i got faults i got failures that's all in the past but you cannot live your life for god dwelling on the past right So God is, so, so the prophet's telling them, he actually told them at the first, at the very first of the chapter, he goes, I'm going to make a way for you. I'm going to make a way out of the wilderness. I'm going to make a way that even though you don't know where you're going, you don't understand where you're going, I'm going to do it for you. And you don't understand it right now, but I'm making a way. So then he says, dwell not on the former things. Now I have read this scripture before. And I had someone come to me and tell me, don't you know that, that, that God can't do a new thing? Who says? Who says? He's God. He can do anything. And what you need to understand, as I get it, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. That ain't talking about God. That's talking about what you understand of God. There's nothing new, you know, that you know, the world goes around. There are, there are scientific principles that keep everything going the way it should be going. But, that, but we limit God because how we think and view him. y'all right, going to get quiet. Can I go preach over this side for a little bit? <clears throat> and so we say, well, you know, back in the day, you know, we used to have Holy Ghost meetings. You know, altars be full. We used to have revivals back in the day. God did, God did, God did. Well, why can't God do it now? I'm not gonna dwell on what he used to do. You know why? I can't live on that blessing. That blessing was for that moment in time. I need a new blessing. God did a new thing to his people. Here they are trapped up in Egypt. He chose a man that can't even talk right. For watching his father-in-law's cattle and the backside of a desert someone that hit it that killed an egyptian and hit him in the sand and thought he got away with it god took a bush and burned it but yet did not consume it god did a new thing when he told moses go tell pharaoh let my people go that they may go and worship god did a new thing when he killed all the firstborn people god did a new thing when moses stretched out his hands and the red sea was parted and they walked on dry ground God did a new thing when he sustained their clothing and food for 40 years. Could you you imagine if you didn't have to go shopping for clothes for 40 years? You know how much money I would save if my wife didn't open the closet and say, I have nothing to wear Any man feel my pain? And so what we do is we, is we translate that into our time, right? And we're living on yesterday's blessings or we're dwelling on yesterday's problems. I can't do it. 2022, COVID was horrible, right? Right? We, 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 we sat on the outskirts of town. So we were in county. When the city manager sent a letter and says, I'm shutting down all the everything. You can't have church. I made a phone call and I said, we're in county. He goes, brother, if you have church one Sunday, I will tie your church up in so much litigation. You won't get to have church for a year. He goes, when I said, you can't go. The very next day, we got a letter from the superintendent it says, no, we're shutting it down. We can't meet for six weeks. That was horrible. We still talk about it because we've never lived through a pandemic before. But I got news for you. God did a new thing. Because people even still in the pandemic got blessed when they couldn't even be in the house of God. And now we've gotten so, Oh, I'm, man, do I, do I, do I really want to preach this? Because now what we do is we, is we got so comfortable being, being lax because it was lax during COVID. Oh, y'all are gonna get quiet on me. Y'all may run me out of town tonight. But what happens is that, is that we're still dwelling on a pandemic. I got news for you. COVID was here, COVID's still here, it might be here tomorrow. But my Jesus is the same healer as it was then. He's the same healer today, and he's the same healer tomorrow. Nothing can stop the power and the moving of God except us. So we come, we come and we don't, we're still dwelling on what, what, how bad it was that we forget how good he is. But can you all pardon me if I take a drink real quick? My wife gets on to me because I'll have something going on in my life and I'll say, I can't believe that this happened. You know, why would the Lord allow this to happen? A week later, I can't believe God allowed that to happen. A month later, I can't believe that God did that. My wife says, will you shut up about it? Because all you're doing is you're still living in a moment. Stop focusing on a moment and start looking ahead at what God's about to do. God allows you to go through things in order for you to grow and mature in him. He never promised you a bed of roses. But what he did say is I will be right there with you. Going through hell or high water doesn't matter. He is right there with you. And all we have to do is lean upon him in our time of trouble and call upon him and he will answer us. But what we do is we're still focusing on the trouble rather than focus on God. You're going to do something new new in our midst. And I came today to tell you that you got to stop focusing on what did happen and start looking about what is going to happen because God's about to do a new thing right here in your midst. He's going to move like he's never moved before, but you got to come and you have to, you have to be willing to anticipate. We've been to some We've been to some big crusades and camp meetings and revivals. And I'll never forget for a while, uh, we preached on KSBI channel 52 and OKC on Thursday nights, the telecast was 30 minutes long and we were on there. And the first time I got in front of a TV camera, I anticipated how I was going to look. I anticipated what I was going to say. I get home and I turn the screen on. And I said, shut that fat dude up. We ain't doing that no more. I uh-uh, ain't watching it no more. But it was something that I anticipated. I went to a revival and we anticipated God was going to move. We anticipated God was going to do something different. We anticipated something was going to happen. And because we were looking forward, God showed up and God moved and something different and something new happened. You cannot get through your Christian life dwelling back on yesterday's troubles or yesterday's blessings. You have to say, God, today, is a new day. Now is the hour of salvation. It is now the appointed time. Do something new in my life. New does not mean chaotic. New means different to you. Y'all didn't get that. New means different to you. It was different It was different and new when Isaiah prophesied of a messianic prophecy that there was going to come a day when the son of God would would step into this world. And everybody thought that he was going to come and set up his kingdom right here on earth and rule right then. Nobody bothered to look at Daniel and say, what do you think about it? they were all looking for him the way they thought he was going to come and it was new when an angel appeared to mary in her room and said oh by the way you're going to give birth and he's going to be the son of god and you're going to call his name jesus it was new when a star showed from heaven and shined upon bethlehem it was new that God sent a chorus of angels to recognize the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It was new that he wrapped himself in flesh and became like one of us in order to sacrifice himself on a cross and then rise from the dead three days later. It was new that now he sits at the right hand of God making intercession for you and me and it's new tomorrow what God is gonna do in our midst it's different. How's it different? It's something that you have not experienced yet. It's something that you have not experienced yet. I can't swim. I'm 46, 47 years old. I can't swim. I try as all to get out to swim. So we moved into this apartment or townhouse and they had a pool. Well, I'm terrified of water. So I go to Walmart and I buy me a life preserver. Do I not? And I get in the six foot part of the water so I don't drown and I'm kicking and I'm flapping my arms. And Rebecca said, honey, you you look like a whale that's getting beached. She said, you're going to have to learn how to trust and dog paddle. And so I learned how to, very badly, dog paddle. But it was new. I hadn't experienced it yet. It was different to me. I never forget when I went to church. And the first time God filled me with this spirit. It was something that I was anticipating because I was seeking it. But when tongues began to fill my mind, and the Lord said, just open your mouth and yield, that was new. I never forget the first time I interpreted a message. Someone gave it out in church, and the Lord began to drop the word into my spirit and said, open your mouth and speak it. No, not me. Open your mouth and speak it. It was new. I hadn't experienced it yet. You see, there are so many things in God that we have not experienced yet. It's not just for me to get saved. Salvation's for everybody. It's a free gift to anybody. But what we have to understand is that God doesn't want you to stop at salvation. It got quiet, didn't it? He wants you to continue to grow and to learn and to grow and to learn. As I was praying about this message this afternoon, All I could think about in my mind and and what God kept dropping into my spirit was I'm about to do, whether you bring me here or not, God was telling me I'm about to do a new thing at Lone Grove. I'm about to bring my spirit in the house like a fine mist settles upon the people. I'm about to bring souls in. I'm about to see healings and manifestations of God's goodness. I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something exciting that, that, it, that it begins to tingle out your heart and you begin to anticipate what's God going to do next. What's God going to do next? He's going to do something different. but we have to be excited about it. We have to be anticipating it. We have to be yearning for it. Preaching a sermon when you've done this as long as I've done this, you know, it's, it's just doing your job for God, but it's different When I said it, when when, when sitting on a a pew and you're just trying to get through week after week and day after day and you've got struggles and you've got disappointments and you've got hurts and someone has let you down and, 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 and you look back at everything that God's brought you through and everything that he has done for you and I can look back on my life and say, I know for a fact that was God, and I can see God doing that right there, and I can see God doing that right there, but Lord, I thank you for that, but God, give me the different now, because Lord, now I need you to move here, and God, now I need a miracle right here, and God, I'm expecting you to, to handle that situation right there. It's gotta be something different. It has to be something new, because I cannot live on what I had yesterday. You can't get by with what you had on a Sunday morning and expected to get you through until Friday. That's why you have to have a relationship with him. Hmm. I got to hurry, give me five more minutes and I'll be done. That really means 10. I'm just being honest with you, that really means 10. And so, Isaiah chapter 42, the prophet told Israel, he goes, I'm gonna do something new. He repeats that in Isaiah forty-three. He also hearkens back to that in Isaiah forty-eight. He he briefly touches on it again in Isaiah fifty-two. And the reason that's important is because every time something is repeated, it signifies according to Jewish custom, that it is a, it is of great importance. So when the prophet mentions it once, they might glance over it, but now he's mentioned it one, two, three, four, almost five times. He's touched on, you gotta get ready if, because you need to understand where had they not been ready, they would have stayed in Babylon. They would have stayed in exile. Many of them already had a mindset of staying right where they were, but God was saying, this is not your life. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. I'm going to bring you back home. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to, I'm going to make it new for you and make it exciting for you that you want to long for me. Many of us, we are We're scared. Anybody ever get scared? Am I the only chicken in the house? I get scared. There are times in my life that I, that as a husband and as a father and as a man, that I'm looking back and saying, God, if you don't do something, I don't know how it's going to turn out. And it terrifies me to think about it. But I know you've got it in your hand. I just can't see it working out. And God begins to speak to me and say, yeah, but you're not. You're still trapped. Because as long as you dwell on that, you're never allowing me to take you to where I want you to go. Long Grove, God does not want you to stay as you are at this moment. He wants you to expound, and he wants you to grow, and he wants you to be excited about what he, God, is going to do. Please don't let that scare you. Like if you hire me, I'm going to come in and paint the walls purple. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking spiritually. What God is about to do spiritually in your place is going to blow your mind. He is literally going to, you're going to see manifestations of God's grace and mercies like you have never seen before. But I have, I have to come and I have to be ready for it. I have to be ready for it. I have to be expecting it. I have to be longing for it. I have to be telling the Lord, Lord, I'm not going to live no more in Babylon. I'm not going to live no more in exile. I'm not going to focus on the wilderness that you're bringing me through. I'm going to focus on the glory of God. And Lord, wherever you take me. As a pastor, Lord, wherever you take me, Lord, I'm going to go expecting something new. I can't live on that anointing. I need a new anointing. I can't live on that blessing. I need a new blessing. I can't be sustained on that bread. I need new bread. Lord, you need to do a new work in my life. Calls me to grow in you. Calls me to mature in you. Calls me to want to forsake everything else and solely focus upon you so that you can, do, you can do with me, God, whatever you choose to do. And Lord, if I never get to preach another sermon and nobody else is ever saved, just do something new in my life. Let it be new for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. God, we give you glory and praise, Lord, for everything that you've done. Father, I pray, Lord, for everyone under the sound of my voice and those watching online. Father, I pray, Lord, that you give them the desire for something new. Father, begin to begin to tug on our hearts. Begin to tug us, God, to move out of what we know as yesterday's blessings and yesterday's anointings. And God, do anew in my life. Do a fresh in my life. Lord, make it new every morning. Make it fresh fresh every morning just as your mercies are let your blessings on my life be lord let your blessings on this church be let your blessings on everyone in this temple be god do a new thing among us lord manifest your glory manifest your spirit move in such a powerful way god that we literally fall on our face before the throne of grace lord that nobody's able lord to leave the same way everybody's changed under your power And under your anointing, do it, God. Do it in Long Grove. Do it wherever, dear Father. Pour it out upon us, dear Jesus. And we give you glory for it. Father, we thank you. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Lord, manifest it. God, make make us a temple. Usable by God. And God, we we ask these things. Lord, knowing and believing that you've heard our prayers, we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Um, no one told me how to dismiss, I, don't we just do it? So there is finger foods in the fellowship hall, followed by a question and answer session where you get to grill my wife on anything. And uh, no, what you see up here is what you get. We are just down, we're open, we're down home folk. And uh, we wanna get to know you better, you get to know us better. And we wanna fellowship with you. So as we dismiss the services tonight, we'll also bless the food in the back and then we'll see you in the back shortly. Would you stand to your feet tonight? Again, we wanna thank you for the hospitality that you have shown us this weekend. We look forward to being here to Wednesday night, even though they're calling for eight inches of snow, we're believing it's gonna go north and miss us. And so we are believing God that he's gonna make a way for us to be here to Wednesday night, and we're looking forward to seeing you again next Sunday. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for the anointing that we have felt inside this place. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the spirit of God that has flown through worship through the musicians, through the word. And Father, I ask you that you would bless the food in the back. Bless the hands that have prepared it bless the fellowship in the back dear jesus father let your will be done in our lives we give you glory for everything today we know lord that answers to prayers that have been made in this temple are coming and we look forward to having good reports we thank you lord for what you have done but we thank you more for what you are about to do and we ask this in Jesus' mighty name and everybody said amen Shake your hand, hug your neck, and we'll see you in the back here in a little bit.